You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Steven Spielberg's 1975 blockbuster, Jaws. You, no trouble. Me, You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, director of photography, Mike Griggs. How you doing, Brian? I am doing swell. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> and we also have with us costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. And here we are talking 1975's Jaws. The summer blockbuster to end all summer blockbusters, or to start, I guess. To, to start, it, I not think, really. really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I went the wrong direction. You know, you made a choice, Brian, and, and that's all we can say. Yeah, it was fifty-fifty, and I picked the wrong one. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? But this was actually, I guess, when the term blockbuster, like you know, you actually your line stretched a block more. Th- that actually meant something. Oh, is that what that came from? Wow, I. I was today years old when I learned that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. They're not really, you know, that makes sense now when we call them like blockbusters. You don't really see lines out of the theater. Everybody gets like shoved in lobbies today. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because I wasn't alive during blockbusters. I was only alive during blockbuster video. But I was always like, I guess it's just a word. And I've never thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you don't don't remember? Like, there were some lines uh, outside of Batman. You remember Batman? The Tim Burton one? No, no. I don't remember lines in theaters. I mean, typically if they sell out, people just get a ticket for the next show time and go home. <laughs> I mean, they like... They don't wait in line. I remember lining up for, like, the Star Wars prequels. Like... Yeah. Those were those were days in advance and for some people. The internet fucked, fucked up waiting in line. Nobody waits in line. We just, like, buy our tickets online real quick. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What you yep. And they sell out in minutes instead of waiting for days for them to go on sale. Kids these days, they'll never know. <laughs> they'll never know the joy of literally camping out waiting for a movie ticket. I just want to see this movie. That's all. They'll be like, doesn't it? Isn't it on streaming? This seems sus. Seems like a valid question, though. <laughs> Why am I suffering to watch this movie? Come on. Because because the joy at the end of the suffering is what makes the movie even that no. much more worth it. Yeah, it's Imagine, just part of it. Come like, on. camping out for a movie and then it's like a bad movie. Oh, oh, you mean Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it at the time, though. I was like, ah, oh, I did. Ah, oh, uh, Yep. Yeah, 100%. And then, like, the 14th time I saw it, I was like, wait a second, this movie's kind of bad. Hmm. Realizations. You know, <laughs> which, is, which is what is so great about Jaws. You can watch this movie as a child, love it, and it still holds up as an adult. It's still almost a perfect film. I was not allowed to watch this as a child. And really, I think, yes, my mother told me that I would hate it. It is just a bunch of men talking about killing a fish. And <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> well, the first part's accurate. I don't know about the not good part, but. <laughs> no, I got to say, I have, um, I have kind of avoided this movie for, for the entirety of my life because I was convinced that if I ever saw it, I would just never go in the water again because that was how hyped it was to me of how fucking scary this thing was. So I watched it yesterday for the first time. What? Uh, what? What? <laughs> Grits, are you... What? 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 Are you serious? This is the... F- I'm, I'm 100% serious. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, and now you have canceled your beach vacation, right? Uh, no, 100%. Yeah, I'm definitely not ever going again. <laughs> no, honestly, it wasn't It wasn't that bad. But I watched it again today. Um, God, this movie is fucking amazing. Like, holy shit. Can't believe I've deprived myself for so long. No, maybe it's not like depriving yourself. Like, you're just like, it's you letting the anticipation build, you know? It's there like, it is. Yeah, See? Yeah. This is That's why you're the you've best, done. Kristen. <laughs> you always you help us find the joy in all the things. She's just telling you what you want to hear. You robbed yourself. <laughs> you robbed yourself, Grigsby. I can't believe. Oh my gosh, that's uh, that's insane. All right, well, uh, uh, that's what we do on this podcast: make people watch movies. Exactly. Yeah, this is why I love it. But Christy, how old were you when you saw it? You you, you didn't see it when you were a kid, but. Well, I think I saw the ending when I was in high school, and then I saw more of it when I was in college because. My college did this like event at the pool. Nice. <laughs> they were showing. They put up a giant projector <laughs> uh, for Jaws and some other like horror water movie. And you can't come in your swimsuit and <laughs> you watch it in the pool. In the pool, yeah. That's the fucking best. <laughs> Hell's yeah! That is a good event. I approve of that. <laughs> Let the lizard part of your brain feel the water and then get scared when the shark is happening. Yeah, yeah. If they do a uh, an event like that down in um in Austin, where they give you like a little inner tube that's got like Jaws written on it, and you go sit in the in this lake, watch Jaws, and then there's somebody with a shark's fin that comes and goes in between the audience, messes with people. <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to do that in a lake though, because things actually live in the lake. And- <laughs> yeah, same, same, hundred percent. Yeah, was that a, a pool, fish or a shark? A, a swimming pool that you could see the bottom. Sure, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> A lake? No thanks. Now that you guys have all watched the movie in its entirety now, you're up to date. The question I have for everybody that's seen Jaws is, 
Genre classification. Mm. Is this a horror film or is this an adventure movie? What do you what do you think? Adventure movie. No, I think it's mm. what happened to both. Like the first hour is more horror and the second mm. hour mm-hmm. is more um like old man adventure movie. Yeah, I'm I'm I have to agree with that. Yeah, because the 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 tone is almost rather different as soon as yeah. they get on the boat. Yeah, it becomes a different movie. A totally different movie, yeah. I love both of these movies equally. Um and I think they they both work very well as as an entire narrative construct. Um but it's a very different movie once they get on the boat. Yeah. And I think the I think the first part of the movie while they're on the island or well I guess it's only an island if you look at it from the water. While they are on the uh, body of land, surrounded by water, it is definitely a horror movie. I I, I don't I, I classify the whole thing as a horror film. I think it's the music in the second half of the movie uh, when the the three guys are on the boat. They're on the orca. They're hunting the shark down. I think that uh, the the Peppy John Williams score. Mm. It yeah. sounds so Indiana Jones. It sounds so Star Wars. It's got all of those instruments, very recognizable, yep. you know, style for him at this time. And I think today it just makes people think like, oh yeah, that's this is adventure. And mm. I think that's just Spielberg's way of breaking the tension in the movie, because before he has conversation scenes on land and we're giving exposition or we're growing yeah. our characters or something like that. Well. These guys are just the three guys are just on the boat. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. And he doesn't want to break the tension by by leaving the boat. So he he makes this stuff feel a little bit more fun and that's when like he adds a lot of comedy. Like the three guys on the boat <laughs> I don't know, Roy Scheider just kills me sometimes and Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw just arguing, bickering back and forth is It's it's pretty perfect, honestly. Yeah, it it's good stuff. But I, I think that's there just to just to just to give the audience a break so we can build that tension back up. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really liked like the first hour is just so full of tension, which is why I identify that more as a horror film. Like I was on edge for most of it. And I, like as soon as they, even though I didn't really think that the shark is the threat and like, I thought everyone was kind of being a little ridiculous. Um, it's still like, I could feel the tension is pervasive and constant. Um, but then, yeah, as soon as they get on the boat, like, yeah, it does break the tension and it's even less of it's, there's even less like suspense. And I don't know. I just, I, I didn't care that much <laughs> about the shark. I mean, like once they get on the boat, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Is that because you're seeing the shark more? <laughs> no, like you see, they're on a boat. They're fine. It's not like they're in the water. He goes down like on a cage. He goes in the cage with his little like, poison spirit gun thing that he drops. I just yeah he's so stupid like you know they're doing this themselves like come, there's it's not really a threat the shark is not a threat leave this thing alone I don't I don't know, I don't know. it was eating people I mean you know I don't I don't know if it was not not a threat <laughs> <laughs> okay but it's not like he's gonna like jump on the boat and like eat them the- oh oh Whoa. except for the end of the movie when he oh. literally does exactly that <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this isn't like real. This is just like, like, that's not what shark, sharks don't do that. Like, come on. Like, no, is- there's a picture in the book that the wife holds open and the shark is trying to eat the boat. And that's why she yells at her kid to get out of the boat. Sharks do this because it was a picture in a book. Well, okay. Um, 
that that kind of reminded me of like at the in the first part of the movie when he tells his kid to go take the boat into the pond because the shark won't go there for some reason and yeah. all the kids are on the boat and then they all just kind of like put their they see the shark and they put their hands up and just kind of like tip over <laughs> off the boat and i'm like come on <laughs> i like if one of you gets eaten then so you kind of on you at this point <laughs> Wait, are you saying I mean, because these people are going in the water, they all deserve to die? Is that what we're, is that what we're at right now, Kristen? Listen. Is this, is this the equivalent of going into the woods alone in just your underwear? Is, is that what this movie's equivalent is? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Damn, Kristen. Kristen's like, did you see the sign back there? It said, no swimming, asshole. You're swimming? You're going to get eaten? Fuck you. No, I mean, honestly, like, listen, if I were that mayor... Like I would, I would actually like like rebrand and not shut the beaches down. I would be like, guys, this is a dangerous beach. You have to sign a waiver. You have to pay us a fee. <laughs> like, you want to be on this beach or not? Like, it costs and extra I would, to swim on this beach. It costs extra to see the shark. Okay. Like, I feel like they went about this the entirely wrong way. Extreme beaching. And then when everyone gets eaten, <laughs> like. It's not, not that they're fault. not they responsible. Signed the they signed yeah, the waiver. Like, you can't deceive people, which is what they were doing. <laughs> but I bet they would still go. It sounds like a putt-putt course from hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you start worrying about golf balls. The next thing you know, now we have to worry about sharks. Sharks <laughs> with freaking laser beams attached to their head. This is what waivers get us. Damn, Kristen. <sighs> I'm just saying it's a good idea. If anyone is listening who has like a beach town and a shark problem, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hire Kristen. She's the institute that you need. I'll be your PR person. <laughs> Charles was a blockbuster. Now live it for real. <laughs> oh my God, but people would do that though. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see people doing that. Where do I sign? <laughs> you, you have to skydive to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, it's, it's some bathers. They, you know, supposedly got injured by a predator. It's all right. <laughs> you say barracuda, people go, huh? What? <laughs> I like the mayor is great. He is like, I, you know, before the pandemic, I was, I was always kind of thought it was a little cynical. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I don't know. After the after the pandemic, you saw everybody crowding the beaches. It's like, oh, you know, no. Mayor of Jaws, not too far off from reality. It turns out. No, no. The number of memes that I saw from this movie over the last two years. I was like, holy shit. This is all very real. Oh, my God. Well, no one thinks it's going to happen to them. That's really what it is. You know? Yeah. That's why why Richard Dreyfuss yells at him. Well, you don't need to yell at him. Just make people sign a waiver. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I am never going to any theme park or any, like, event that you ever organize, Kristen. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Just just a little worried. It's an immersive experience. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're gonna have fun the jaws are real the sharks are real the terror it's real <laughs> sign a waiver you may also be bitten in half for real yeah like maybe like they also probably need to have health insurance wait that's already like a thing now you have to have health insurance in this country so like it works out perfectly for everyone move over tom cruise real sharks real bites real waivers oh my god we don't need tom cruise remaking jaws now <laughs> He's like, you know, we could remake Jaws with real sharks. Actually, that could be actually like if Tom Cruise is like an action star in Jaws, like I could, uh, could be that could be. Charlton Heston wanted to be the action star in this movie, and apparently Spielberg was like, "Nah, thanks." And Charlton Heston never forgave him. 
Hmm. Yeah, when you, you cast an actor like that big, you just know they're going to be the hero, you know? Right, right. That would be like, uh, I don't know, that'd be like casting Chris Pratt now. Like, oh, we know he's not going to die. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did anybody uh, anybody ever read the book? That, There's uh, a book? Yeah. That, I didn't know there came. was a book until... I was reading that article that talked about, oh, what did it say? How did it describe it? Hold on. An idyllic beach vacation goes No, it talks, okay. as a novel, it reads like a morality tell about the dangers of extramarital sex and the inability <laughs> of a weak father to control his family and his community. What? A and- weak father to control his family? Fuck that noise. Well, that is kind of how the book is written. <laughs> Like, like the characters are very different. Like, uh, Hooper sleeps with Brody's wife in the book. Oh, way to go, Hooper! Way they, to go. They have this affair, and I don't, I don't know if Brody ever knows about it. And then there's this mafia subplot. <sighs> oh, that would have been so much better. Oh my god, where was the mafia in this movie? Uh, it, I mean, they so would have gotten this organized. Okay, the mafia could have like set up the whole beach and like made sure everyone paid to get in. Like, <laughs> look, they really did this movie an Kristen injustice. Finding ways to make it work. I, I would say most people, you know, point to like this being the better, you know, the movie is better than the book this one time for those reasons of streamlining it. Um, but, you know, I, I, yeah. it would be interesting yeah. with it cut back in. I'm hearing you. I don't know. There was a, a little bit of a of a mafia angle. I mean, that that one scene where uh, where Chief Brody is getting on the like the ferry to go stop the Boy Scouts from swimming. And then the car drives up and it's like six people and they're all confronting him. I really love that scene. That scene was amazing because it was such a long one or take. And there's so many different like blocking moves to, to establish like dominance and the ways that they're interacting. And then it ends on that close up two shot. It's just a masterfully done scene. Yeah, the blocking is really good there. They, they just keep getting closer and closer to the camera and they, they lose yeah. a, a member of the, uh, the group every single time. They're like, OK, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're done speaking. Shut up. Okay, come over yep. here, Marty. And then the other guy comes over. And they're like, "All right, no, no." But Marty, come here. Look, I'm the real mayor. All right, come on. It's so well done, and, and it's like so perfectly timed for the exact amount that they need to like get to the end of the thing. Because then they land, and he's like, "All right, take us back." It's such a perfect scene. Yeah, there's a ni- bunch of nice, like, subtle dolly moves in this, and I like the split yeah. diopters. We need to bring that split diopters back in cinema. I just don't see those enough. What? In modern cinema. Oh, I think you're not looking for them enough, Brian. Really? Yeah. I, I don't see them a lot. Okay, I mean, maybe maybe not like modern, like anything in the last 10 years, but. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I mean by modern. Yeah, but, that's fine. Okay, oh, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. okay I, yeah. I can't. Yeah, ever since 2000, they're just like less and less. Yeah. The last blockbuster I saw them use them in a lot was Mission Impossible. That was like 96 or something. That was a long mm-hmm. time ago. Bring back split diopters, please. They're amazing. I like to see, like you know, two things in focus, a little bit of blurriness in the background. It's nice. It's pretty. Or in the or in the middle. Yeah, you know. Alan Cano still does a lot with um, split diopters. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a cinematographer that works with um, Lexi Alex. He did uh, Punisher Warzone. You might be familiar with. No, never saw that. That's the. <laughs> God damn it, that's the only Punisher movie I haven't seen. <laughs> I mean, some would contend it's the best Punisher movie. I don't know. I, I got a thing for that Dolph Lundgren version. It's just so terrible. <laughs> it is so terrible. 
What did you guys think of the opening? Oh. The kids on the beach. They stare at each other from afar, and she decides to run away and hopes that he follows. While stripping herself of her clothes. and <laughs> She got very naked very quick. I don't know. I, I was kind of annoyed with the fact that she, like, hopped in the water and he just like sits down and is like, "Well, I'm drunk. I'm gonna lay right here. I don't, I don't know any guys who would do He's that." He's like mumbling to himself, like, "I'm, I'm too drunk to swim. I can't even walk. I can't even undress myself." And then he just sort of passes out. Like, how many beers did he have? A lot. I, mean, I don't know. Really. But I did enjoy. Um, I did like the opening scene. I felt like it set the tone really, really well. That's that's this is um, this is this is. This opening scene is probably one of the better ones that I've seen where it kind of just sets the tone and you're just kind of like, oh, shit. Like, again, I don't think this is how sharks eat people and they don't like thrash your naked body around. But I mean, I don't know, whatever. Um, Grab them and swim them around the surface for a little bit. (laughs) But it looks scary. (laughs) But it looks really scary. And it set the tone for this scary but totally unrealistic movie and you kind of knew exactly what you were getting into, and I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty perfect. Right down to when she's like screaming, and then mid scream just goes underwater and just gone. Yeah, it kind of sets up that like uh, I don't know that that modern day like produ- producer trope or like producer want where they're like you gotta you gotta start the movie with a bang, get get, get the audience in quick. You gotta you gotta smack them, man. Then we can go into some character shit, okay? But right at the beginning, we just gotta we gotta hook them, gotta, gotta get them right away. <laughs> This is the movie that I always think of when people say that. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking cause of Jaws, goddammit. I mean, that feels more like a Spielberg thing than it does just this movie. I mean, like, he's he's done that in a lot of his films. All the Indiana Jones films start, like, you're in the middle of some story. Yeah, those do. Which, but, I mean, like, Close Encounters doesn't, you know? And I mean, you know, like, all most of his other movies don't. Well, I guess Saving Private Ryan does, but. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jurassic Park does. does, yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. Maybe it's a Spielberg thing. But it it just seems like in modern cinema, like that's that is like a, a prerequisite. Like we we must get this done. I don't think every movie has to be that. No, but I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about like starting with that bang, dropping you in the middle of a thing, and and kind of making the audience work to feel like they understand what's going on. And then when you slow down for that inevitable, build the characters, start the exposition, it's a little bit more earned because you've already you're already like, oh yeah. You are in it. I mean, it's but it's also like it's it's a it's a technique back from the from the pulp novels of like the early 40s and 50s. It's not new at all is what I'm trying to say. It's not just limited to movies. It's a very commonly used technique. But yeah, no, I, I really I super love this open. I think, I think it's great. It, sets, it does set the tone. Perfect. It is. It, it, it is creepy. It, it's probably the, the one scene in the movie that just make, does give you pause about going into the water. <laughs> yeah. At night, especially. Yeah, I couldn't believe how the night scenes where they were like, let me just hop into this dark ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is It's. It is a very black surface. It's creepy. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm not trained and this is like totally normal, but like, I just kind of feel like I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I'm going to start the search in the morning. <laughs> start the search in the morning. No, I... I Hooper says he's a, he's a night feeding fish. We got to go check him out now. No, that's mm-hmm. wait till he's sleeping. Yeah. Uh, we don't. Need how him you gonna to find him hungry. if he's sleeping? Sharks we never sleep. They never they stop do. swimming. Just swim. They just like float and they're just like happy. Yeah, like listen, I watched Finding Nemo. I know how they act, 
and they totally take breaks. It's fine. That is that is the basis of my entire understanding of sharks. <laughs> finding Nemo. Well, you know that that is a good one. It was it was a nice self help group. You know, a little blood in the water, and fish are no longer friends. I forgot about that. Sniffing, sniffing the blood in his eyes is going to go black <laughs> like a doll's eyes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, Quint's uh, famous USS Indianapolis speech? That was pretty intense. I had kind of forgotten about it. Like I was, I was aware of it after I realized what it was and what was happening. But watching it in the moment and not knowing, I was like, holy shit. And again, that was such an, a long take. Like there was one cut in the middle, and then you clearly came back to the same take. That was pretty fucking badass. Yeah, the first part of that, uh, Robert Shaw is actually drunk. Mm-hmm. They got so drunk they could they, <laughs> they they had to stop him and uh, bring him back for a second day. Uh, you can actually knowing that when you rewatch that scene, uh, you can see the performance switch. Yeah, I was actually thinking they were really great actors because they. <laughs> Seemed a little drunk. <laughs> Only Robert Shaw was drunk. Everybody else, oh, okay, I think, was okay. just acting. Well, yeah. I was gonna say I was uh, I was very surprised because normally people don't play drunk so well. <laughs> yeah, Roy Scheider's got a moment where he's supposed to be pretty drunk when he's got the the bottle of white wine and like he he looks pretty drunk in that moment too. Oh yeah, with his kid that he's sitting at the dinner table. No, no, no. When they're on the boat. Oh. <laughs> Talking about New York being crime-ridden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in Amityville, there's only can make a difference. Amity, yeah. Because we all know Amity means friendship. Yeah. It does. So I think we're going to take a break here. And uh, we're going to play the trailer for Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Some great VO here. Some trailer voice from Percy Rodriguez. Enjoy. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him Jaws. <laughs> this is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best-selling novel, Jaws. I just found out that a girl got killed here last week, and you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. Did you see that? It's all psychological. You yell barracuda. Devices. Huh? What? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Is it true that most people get attacked by sharks in three feet of water, about 10 feet from the beach? Yeah. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine, uh, 
an eating machine. We're not only going to have to close the beach, we're going to have to hire somebody to kill the shark. Bad fish. But I'll catch him and kill him. Did you hear your father out in the water now? This shark swallow you whole. You're going to need a bigger boat. That's a 20-footer. 25. Three tons of them. He's coming straight for us. Don't screw it up now. Don't wait for me. Now! Shoot! Watch the tail! Give him room! I can't swing and run! Oh! Come quick! I can't hold it! Hurry! None of man's fantasies of evil can compare with the reality of Jaws. Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Jaws. See it before you go swimming. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Jaws. Steven Spielberg's Jaws. Oh my gosh, trailer guy voice is out of control in that. <laughs> See it before you go swimming. Is this like a like like a wait twenty minutes situation? Like eating, you gotta you gotta watch this movie and then wait twenty minutes and then go swimming. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. If you want to get eaten, no, you stay out of the water. Gosh, like don't, didn't you watch the movie? If these people stay out of the water, no, you don't get eaten. Theoretically, if you want to go in the water, just don't like splash around. Like that's, I think, what their problem was. Or they could just, just calmly sit there. Just stayed in like two feet. <laughs> yeah, two feet yeah. also would have worked. Just, just splash in the water like that can't go past your knees. Like just sit in it. You have so many options, honestly. This would all be outlined in my waiver. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the shark can still come up on the beach and eat you, but it will also die because it will beach itself. So it's kind of a win-win here, right? <laughs> You're like the victim and the hero all wrapped up into one thing. It's it, Look at that. It's beautiful. And isn't that all anybody wants, right? Uh, you know, I... Sure. You can't be a hero if you don't have any battle scars. Okay. <laughs> we contain multitudes. Battle scars may equal death. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got, a, I got a scar right here. I got a scar right here. You want to see the scar down here? Are, are you going to tell us sh- who broke your heart? No. <laughs> it's the worst scar of them all. <laughs> yep, you win. You win. That's a pretty good joke. Was this the uh, the first instance of Monster Cam putting the putting the camera in the water for the in the place of seeing the shark itself? Maybe for the water. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think for horror movies in general, uh, the POV shot uh, definitely predates Jaws. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know about underwater stuff. You know, there's oh, there's not was, yeah there's not a lot of underwater movies. I mean, you got like older stuff like. Beast of like uh, what is it twenty twenty thousand fathoms? Is that what it is? I haven't seen that in forever. Like twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Uh, there's that one too. Um, and then there's a uh, th- there's a couple Kirk of Douglas. 
yeah, that there was one with the uh, the octopus. It came from beneath the yep. sea. That's another oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if those have underwater. I can't really remember uh, POV shots. But I, you know, that, that is something that like in creature features has existed before. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like movies like them, you know, you have like uh, mm-hmm. Ant mm-hmm. Vision and stuff like that. Or maybe that's Empire of the Ants. I don't know. I get those two movies confused. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Jaws is. <laughs> They're both about giant ants, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Jaws is part of the, the creature feature subgenre of horror, you know? The the animals, giant animals attacking people. Of course, this movie started, like, so many ripoffs. Piranha, um, Grizzly, Day of the Animals. Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I saw sense. several shots that were, like, like, I had seen Deep Blue Sea, and there were several shots from this that they just straight up ripped off. I was like, well, okay, there it is. There's the Deep Blue Sea shot. All right, so in Deep Blue Sea, all the sharks in that film die the same way all the sharks do in these Jaws movies. All four. Oh, really? Yeah, every, yeah they recreate every single one of the four Jaws deaths, shark deaths. <laughs> Are they allowed to do that? I mean, they did. They so did, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, was there like a lawsuit, not. you know? Do they have to pay for that? Uh, no, there wasn't a lawsuit on that one. I mean, you know... I guess that definitely counts as homage because they, they had a, a different story and oh okay you know okay. but right because the sharks were were actually genius in that movie <laughs> to cure Alzheimer's it's so stupid <laughs> so dumb but smart sharks enjoyable all at the same time it was it was dumb fun it's ridiculous LL Cool J needs to be in more movies that's all I'm gonna say oh my god yes all right out, outside of the open. Favorite shark attack in the movie? Um, does the two idiots on the dock at midnight count? I mean, they don't get eaten, but yeah, we can count that, you know. Because the shark attack is actually just the, the dock floating back into shore. So I'm just I'm wondering if it counts because the shark didn't really attack. That is nice, though. I like that. that uh, the barrel, I the docks, the, yeah. all that stuff is fucking cool. I love that scene. Just all the ways that Spielberg finds to, like, the indication of the shark without seeing the shark it's just fucking brilliant it totally works in this and of course they had to do that because this shark famously did not fucking work i mean obviously now but it, it's really wonderful that it didn't work but <clears throat> because when you do see the shark you're just kind of like mm. oh yeah there's the shark eh, you know you know i think when it's underwater it looks fucking phenomenal there I are agree with that. Yeah. a lot of yeah. times where it looks really cool, but there are also, I would say, like a good 25% of it. You're just like, ooh, no, like you could have cut that out. It would have been better. I don't know. I feel like in the intensity of the moment, like it all kind of worked for me. But I will say the shot that sold me the most on like, holy shit, this shark is the uh, the one from underwater where the shark is getting caught in the 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 cage. It's getting caught in like the wires. Oh. And apparently... The, that was apparently done like it actually happened for the real shark that they were filming. And since it got caught, they were like, oh, cool. We can just like write that into the movie because we have this cool footage of a real shark getting caught in the wires. Yeah, that was like right before the actual diver fucking got in. And all the, and all the people that, that were there to, to do the photography were like, yeah, if we'd let him get into that cage, he definitely would have died. <laughs> awesome! Yeah, I'm not getting in the cage because it was uh, it was it was a little guy and he had a, a smaller air tank, and they were like, you know, if, if he had started like panicking and breathing fast, 
like the air tank is smaller. It's not full size. He would have run out of air because that tank, the, the whole cage actually fell to the bottom of the ocean floor. Oh, shit. That, yeah, that wasn't like a special effect. That, that's what happened. It's kind of crazy. Well, it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah, in the end. Shot looked good. Shot My looked good. favorite shark attack wasn't really a shark attack, but it was the massive fear and subsequent joy and then panic when those two little kids had the shark fins on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. Good the, choice, Kristen. The range of emotions that everyone goes through in that scene is amazing, actually. I really enjoyed that. Yep. I, I love the old people get trampled <laughs> in the beach and that. It's just like, God oh. damn, bro. The, the one fucking dude that's like in his 30s that just like his face turns white and then he like shoves all the little kids off of the floaty <laughs> to start swimming in. Damn. Sorry, kids. You're on your own. Oh my god, that was like that. Did you guys see the fireworks? The Simply Safe fireworks that went off? Um, basic, I don't know what happened. It malfunctioned. Anyway, um, the mom grabs the kid and runs off. But the dad is just like, fuck these kids. <laughs> <laughs> and leaves them. Leaves the two little kids to like, I'm sure they're fine. I actually have no idea they might be in the hospital. But um, yeah, the dad totally leaves the kids. <laughs> god damn. You know, if they, if they don't figure out how to run away, you know, from scary shit after a while, you know, <laughs> you're on your own, it's, kids. It's just evolution. <laughs> fight or flight, baby. Fight or flight. What are we doing? <laughs> I do love the number of rifles that are leveled at those two kids as they come out of the water and the, the one's just like, he made me do it. Yeah, <sighs> it was great. That was such, that was a perfect scene. That whole thing was wonderful. Yeah, that is good. I, I think my favorite shark eating somebody shot. Is that the high angle of the uh, the guy that's trying to help Chief Brody's kid, and you you see the shark just coming right toward him, and then he kind of gets mm. sucked under the boat. Yeah, yeah, that is so that is so badass. In 1975, I st- still like I know how they got it, but I just it blows my mind. It just looks so cool when they cut to the underwater shot of his foot going down. Oh, that's cool! Oh too. my god, dude, it's so good. <laughs> oh, I, I love the blood in this movie. Like, I love it when the shark gets stabbed. Like, that looks so fucking cool. Like, every time the shark gets stabbed, it looks good. It looks good underwater. Like, when Hooper's doing it, it looks good when they're getting speared. All the blood looks so fucking amazing on, on in, in the water. It just looks so cool. I don't know. Okay, yes, the blood looks super, super cool. 100% the blood in this movie, whether it's someone getting eaten or the shark getting stabbed, looked amazing. But I did not like when they stabbed the shark. I was like... You're just making him angrier. Like, stop. <laughs> well, that's actually how he dies in the book. He just gets harpooned to death and oh my god, and just dies. That's horrible. Oh, so it's Moby Dick, got it. Well, yeah, you I, know they're not they're not shy about that <laughs> comparison. There, it's fast fast fish. Yeah, there's definitely some throwing out some actual Moby Dick quotes for sure. I don't know. I loved how with all of the um, with all the violence in this, like. There are way more what happened to that kid and then they when when like the mom's like, Where's my kid? and they they just cut to his torn to shreds, like little floaty with the blood around it. That is such a perfect cut and such a perfect shot. Like it gives you all the information and answers the exact question that everybody has. Where's the kid? And it does it like in a really interesting way that kind of builds the tension and builds the suspense without having to be gory. There's several of those kinds of moments in this. I just fucking love it. I said, Corey, it's just ballsy. 
It's like 15 minutes in the film. Spielberg just sticks the middle finger up to the audience and says, fuck you. I'm going to kill a dog and a child. Fuck <laughs> you. All bets are off, bitches. Wait, did he kill the dog? Because I was wondering yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, he did. Okay, okay. Because the gone. guy running with the dog and he's like, he's like, bip, bip. And then they cut to the, just the the floating stick that the dog. Yeah, had. I know, I know, I I remember so this. So brilliant. But I needed to see proof that the dog is dead because I don't think that's enough for me to go on. Well, the dog it could have ran away via ocean and swam to it's the possible. other. Yeah, it's possible. Could have swam from the island. Said, "Fuck this guy, I'm getting off this island." I don't. I don't really. I'm not 100 percent sure where the <laughs> fictional. Uh, uh, Amity Island. I think is. Uh, I think we need a, a new post credit scene. Post credit scene where the dog is just continuing to swim. Yeah, that's it's still that, alive. That's, all, I, that's just what one happened shot. in my head, honestly. Um. You know they'll probably do that when this gets like a, like a 50th anniversary release. Like the, that would be fucking they'll amazing. They'll be on the beach coming back. You'll get the credits, and then the dog will be CG added, added, added in. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll hear that guy go, "Flip it, finally." <laughs> Uh, so Amity Island is, I believe, Cape Cod, isn't it? Well, they shot on a Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, oh, okay. most of it. I yeah. don't know where the it's a it's a fictional island. It's, it's not fictional, real. right? Right. Yeah, right but... I don't know where it's supposed to be. I would assume around that area. Yeah, because they they bring up New York and they don't make that seem like that's far away. Like that. Yeah, that would take like maybe four hours to get there. Is how they they kind of. Well, I kind of looked it up because. They kept referencing New York, and I was like, is this the Hamptons? And it did not look like the Hamptons at all. And so I was very confused as to where these New Yorkers were vacationing. Well, but it's also supposed to be June 30th at the beginning of the movie, and there's fucking cherry blossoms on the tree. And then it's 4th of July, and everybody like, why is the chief wearing pants and a jacket? This is before global warming, and so the weather was different back then. <laughs> I mean, like maybe the Northerners just have it better, and no, it it's actually, hot enough to want to go swimming, but cold enough to want to wear a jacket. Listen, their kids are in the water, and kids do not care what temperature. That's is. true. I can attest to that. Yeah, that's fair. It is. Re- it is rather chilly at Martha's Vineyard. At least it used to be. I, I don't know. The Hamptons get really cold. I would not go in the. I mean, other than then, but like my feet legitimately, wet. like in June, in July. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I would not go in the winter. I only went in the summer. And I still would not go swimming. And yes, you need to have a coat at night. Well, they actually Damn. started shooting this in the in the summer, but they ran so over into schedule it ran into fall. Oh wow! So that would have been really cold, probably. And so yeah, I mean, I'm sure that On explains the coast, too some of the wardrobe and everything. Yeah, I was actually really curious about the wardrobe because it looked like some thought was put into it, but not a lot. And there wasn't like a costume. No one was credited. First of all for wardrobe but yeah it's a very short credit list there were three people who are uncredited and it was just like ladies costumes and men's costumes <laughs> and like that was it <laughs> and so i'm really the curious about how <laughs> that worked because it does look like it wasn't it, you know you can usually tell when actors bring their own clothes because it looks really uh disorganized and messy uh but there was some thought put into it i just yeah, I'm not. I don't know. It was really interesting, especially because um, the the one outfit that I was like, there has to be someone doing costumes was what the woman, the mother in mourning, and she has the veil over her head. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, no one has that at home. Like someone had to. Get I mean, that I've got somewhere. like three of those with well, the same. Hat other than you, obviously. Yeah. I've always wondered if that old guy behind her is is that supposed to be her dad or her husband? 
the I widow. It's definitely not her husband because he does yeah. not give a shit. He's, yeah. Seemed more like he was like a pastor or someone like trying to talk her down kind of situation. It's so weird. I mean, they both look old, but that dude looks like yeah. super old. He looks like he's in his 70s and you can have kids later in life. I don't know. This is true. Maybe you shouldn't, though, because they can die and then you that's your one shot. And then you got to go around smacking police chiefs in the face. You know about the shock, you fucking dick. You did nothing. <laughs> I do like that he gets smacked in the face. <laughs> and then, like he he does he does own it. He is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally yeah. fucked up. I really enjoyed this movie with all of its like old technology. Like he has the typewriter, and he <laughs> has to like paint the signs that say "Stay off the beach." <laughs> like I, at first, I was like, why is he at an art store? <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? I just I love that coroner's office is misspelled. And that one insert shark attack. He's at the coroner's office. Oh, is it misspelled? I don't think I've ever it's noticed. It's totally that. misspelled. Oh my god, it's amazing. I can't tell you how many times. I, yeah, hmm. spelling you is not my strongest thing. Well, you can't fix that with a typewriter. <laughs> no, you can't. Like it's it's so perfect. What did you guys think of uh, the character of Quint? Quint? Oh, I love Quint. He's great, right? Yeah, I love his introduction. Yeah. Nails yeah. on the chalkboard. Get everybody to shut the fuck up. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you for a second and talk about the shark while I'm while I'm eating this food back here. Then there's a shark. You're gonna pay me. <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. I like that he took the time to draw a shark on the chalkboard as like, well. Sinking to your confused. Slayed me. Like, why is there another fin like on his nose? It's like it's supposed to be like the point, but there's also like another spot where it's his mouth and it's. It's a terribly drawn shark. Stick to killing him, not drawing him, Quint. That's all I'm saying. He's like, you know, it's there for, uh, you know, dramatic. Illustrative purposes. <laughs> Illustrative. This is to scale. <laughs> See, this whole stick figure fits in the shark's mouth. <laughs> it's a man eater. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, I, I super love his, um, his back and forth with Hooper. Uh, th- those two characters... I th- man, they're just so special. They they make the the whole last half of the mm. movie for me. Yeah, they're bickering yeah. back and forth. There's a line. It's it's right after the the fish reeling scene, and the the line breaks. And Hooper's been talking about like, oh no, I can't be a shark. It's got to be some other big game fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Quint proves him wrong. Marlin. Yeah, right. Quint pr- proves him uh, wrong and everything. And he's like, oh, you city boys, you know, can't admit when you're wrong. And then later in the movie, when he's Hauling, uh, hauling the shark back, or no? He's uh, he's drowning the shark into into shallow waters, and they, they tell him to to lay off the engine. You know, it's like you're gonna you're gonna blow the engine out. Hooper keeps telling him that, and Quint, man, fucking cannot. He's like, nope, this is what we're gonna do. This is the plan. He's just such a stubborn dick. He can't admit when he's fucking wrong either. And I I love that the, these two fucking experts that are just coming at it from a, from different ways. I I, I love their relationship. I agree. Those are the two best, my two favorite characters in the film, together or separate. I just love how Spielberg, like, he's so good at, at just making things feel lived in and real. And and to me, most of that happens because, like, there's so much dialogue that's happening on top of each other. Like, illustrated oh, yeah. with the two of them, like, arguing and bickering back and forth the whole time. But, like, also all the scenes with the townspeople. You just have dialogue, 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 and you catch little snippets here and there. You catch a couple words and a couple words, and 
but it just it just feels like yeah no these are real people and it's happening in front of us and we just have the camera set up kind of situation yeah even at the beginning when like you're in the house with him and he takes the phone call and his kid comes yeah. in with the the cut on his hand and his mom's de- dealing with that over in the corner and he's taking the phone mm-hmm. call in the foreground you can hear both of those conversations yeah yeah that's super nice the movie did win an oscar for best sound yeah well deserved best sound was it I mean, best editing and best score so there, like there's so many crowd scenes and you hear so much good dialogue in all the crowd scenes is that one of the reasons why like did they do something new or different yeah well i think it's that and then the underwater sounds um mm. uh, especially in the pov stuff uh the shark hitting the cages there's just a lot of stuff going on like all those um like all the spear guns, yeah, all the impacts. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of stuff, and of course, all the shark attacks. I don't, it, there's so much like devoted to sounds, and Spielberg's Spielberg's always good with his sound and his visuals. But like just that that blood curdling scream of the first shark victim that just dies out, and the the first thing you hear it's not silence, but you just hear that wave crash right after she goes under, and then you can hear that mm. dingy off in the background the ding. going yeah. ding. Yeah. And then you just hear the yeah. waves over and over again. And it's like, what the fuck? This sounds so goddamn peaceful. Well, it is now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Touche. He's he's fed. She's not suffering anymore. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm it's sure. It's of life. Sure, it took her a while. Like, her, only an arm washed up on shore. I guess we didn't get to see the rest of the body parts. But it was enough to yeah. fit in a little bag on a table. But no, but that was the thing was the shark ate most of their bodies. Because that was why he didn't want to cut the shark open at the dock was because he didn't want the little boy to fall out of him. And I was like, that shark is not big enough Which, to have a little boy inside of him. Yeah, no kidding. But although I got to say, that was a pretty damn good like retort. Like, if you're going to find a reason to say, no, you can't prove me wrong right now. You're gonna, you're gonna have a little boy falling on the dock, like oh shit, no, okay, no, but actually, like I feel like that's what the crowd wants. You know, I should be running this town, honestly. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. No, come on. If a shark just oh ate gosh. a kid, if a shark just <laughs> ate a kid, and the whole town's people are like, we're gonna go kill this shark and get revenge. Don't you want to see the little kid's body? Don't you want to bury the little kid and like be the hero? Yeah, of course. Come on. <laughs> God damn. <What? laughs> Let's watch that kid boy spill it on the docks. I don't give a fuck. What I honestly thought, <laughs> the, the first time I saw it, what I thought was going to happen was all of these people were going to go uh, and start just like killing like massive amounts of sharks and they're going to have like sharks lined <laughs> up. All of, you know. But they didn't. They only killed one, so I mean, it's fine. And then all of them stood to take their picture with that one shark. We got it, guys. We got it. Shark genocide in an afternoon, and then we're just gonna cut them up. Nope, no little boy in here. Nope, no little boy. Keep moving. Keep going down. <laughs> oh my god! It's oh. like a one in ten chance. Come on, seven and eight. Yeah, no. No, but okay, but like also. I don't know if you guys have been to a, any beaches lately, but they do go like fishing for sharks and they do bring the sharks back to shore and people will walk over to the sharks and like pose for pictures with them. It's a thing people do. Really? Yeah. It's oh, kind yeah. of disturbing. Do they also poke it with a stick? I know they yeah, do. Yeah, no, they too. do. <laughs> yeah. Because not sometimes they're not dead. I love dead. all the sometimes arrows they... in that fucking shark on the There's like two different arrows and all the bullet holes. 
But yeah, no, sometimes when you catch a shark, it's not dead. And so then they put it in like a cooler. And then when, you know, people come over. No, I'm serious. (laughs) And then when people come over, they like open the cooler and you can like see this like half dead shark. Here's my frozen jaws. I don't know if there's ice in there. I don't know. I don't know about that. How big is this cooler? They're tiny sharks, okay? They're like yeah, miniature they're tiny. Baby they're not, oh, oh, like like baby sharks. They're baby not big shark, enough to like do, do, do. eat like a child, <laughs> theoretically. Baby sharks eat baby childs. Wait, yeah, I don't no. know. Like honestly, maybe if it was like a like an infant and could eat it, I'm not sure. Don't smother your kids. Or feed them to sharks. Oh, but I did yeah, I think I already said this, but I'm gonna say it again because I really enjoyed all of the I, I know this was like the time period but looking at it with my modern eyes it, all the vintage parts of it like the typewriter but like also like the bathhouses on the beach mm. um a lot of the hairstyles a lot of the clothes like a lot of it it was just really neat to see all of the production design all of the wardrobe all of the all of the art everything like even the makeup was kind of interesting um yeah, I, I don't honestly know how much of that was them just kind of showing up and doing it because I know they were like way over budget and they probably didn't have any sort of budget for like art because that's usually what gets cut first. But it looked like they did. I don't know if that just was like a happy accident and they just happened to have like really cool stuff in general or or what, but I really enjoyed all of that, all of the... Production design, wardrobe, hair, makeup, all of that. Yeah, Quint's um, Quint's shack thing with all the shark teeth was pretty freaking dope too. Oh yeah, that is cool. Yeah, and like even the books that were super ridiculous were really kind of interesting. <laughs> all the shark books that they were flipping through. Oh yeah, I love that scene where like you can see in his glasses the reflection of the pages flipping, and they cut to the inserts and stuff so like. So cool. God, so good. I love they they do that callback too when he's. Uh, <laughs> When Brody looks out uh, the window of the, of the orca and he sees one of the barrels go by, and it's like looking yeah. at him, you can see the barrel and the reflection of the orca. It's um, so cool. Bill Butler did a fucking fantastic job. This is, this is like one of his fucking first movies too. He was oh. shooting documentaries fucking forever before this, but still crazy, hmm. crazy. What a badass! <laughs> and this movie was actually shot on sea too. Uh, I think it's the first film to be completely shot uh, at sea. Most f- movies they shoot on sound stages or in water tanks. And they get their wide shots on the ocean. Well, I think the only thing that they didn't shoot, I think the one that was shot in a pool was the oh. head popping yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spielberg wanted them. He saw a test screening and uh, he saw people jumping twice and he wanted a third jump. And so he added, <laughs> he went back and filmed that and added it in. The one where he's chumming in the water. With the cigarette hanging on his mouth and it comes oh, no. up in the background? or No. But he added um, the scene where they are going and they find the boat and he it's like nighttime and he jumps in the water and he sees the shark tooth and he goes to pull out the shark tooth and then the oh, head that comes. Yeah. 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 No, actually, I was commenting on that while I was watching and I was like, this is fucking brilliant because like the lights under the boat – like you can't tell at all how big this this pool is. Like is it is it out in the middle of the ocean? It's is it on. in a tank? You can't tell. 
That was at a the pool. Fucking, the fucking lights make it like look like it's in the middle of the ocean, but you really can't. I don't, yeah, it's brilliant. But also, yeah, well, that, that was actually the scene I was kind of referring to where I was like, why are they going out in the ocean at night? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and why is he just jumping down there? Like, I'm just going to go swim for two minutes holding my breath and see if there's shit no even what even when no. i can see straight to the bottom i'm like let me step very carefully <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but i also wonder how much of this how much of my own fear of the ocean it comes from the collective fear of jaws <laughs> like because even the poster like i'm like yeah that's what the ocean is like a hundred percent yeah absolutely this is one of the best posters of all time yeah legit that's, that's some real talk. That's great artwork. But yeah, I, I, I do think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, every time I'm at a beach, I do think Jaws. Yeah. Every time my kids I'm, are like coming I'm up behind me know. in the pool, they're, they're doing dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody knows it. Like, it's just so fucking iconic. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have seen the movie to know it. I was actually, uh, I was talking to my wife today, and I was like, I can't think of any piece of music. Not, not film score. Like, just any piece of music, period. Where you can give somebody two notes, and they could probably guess what it is. But not only that, but people, when you give them the two notes, they kind of like tense up and freak yeah, out. Like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It is. It's, it's sometimes the simplest ideas are the best ones. I know Spielberg when he when he when he heard John Williams John Williams uh, audition that piece for him. He was like, "What? That's it? That, that's what you're gonna do? I don't know. Hey, play it again. Play it again." <laughs> Well, I think that, I mean, Spielberg, when they were shooting this, was not did not seem super, based on the interviews I've seen, did not seem super happy with this. I don't think it was until he went to the first test screening that he was like, oh, actually, this is a good movie. Oh, I mean, they just had so many problems when they were shooting. and mm, they, Director's bias. Yeah, he's just making well, so then, many compromises. But didn't somebody also come up to him and tell him that he would never work in Hollywood again? Uh like an Maybe. actress said that that was the gossip. I, like, I don't think someone was like directly threatening him. Oh, I know Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> he's, you know, he said uh, when we got done with shooting the movie, he was just like, oh, this thing's going to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> it's going to be unwatchable. <laughs> Nobody's going to go see it. Oh, that what a what a disaster that was. But, you know, you never know. Well, I'm sure the editing had a lot to do with making this film work. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, like, yeah, if if you watch the outtakes with the mechanical shark uh, and you can see what they they kept in the movie and like the whole piece of like the shark coming out of the water and jerking around and it looks like it's all of a sudden like mechanically spazzing out and then it goes, Aah! it straightens up and then it goes under the water. <laughs> well, <laughs> and they use just the right pieces where that's effective. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just, how, I mean, that's, you know, how good editing is. But yeah, I heard that the sharks were like, perfectly fine until they put them in water and then they wouldn't work at all <laughs> they never tested them in Shocking, the ocean right holy shit <laughs> they only tested them on 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 the dry on the dry land and then they tested them in the pool uh never tested them in the ocean in the salt water no and the salt water was wow. like constantly like this shark was getting repainted daily every day it was taking being taken out of the water Given a fresh coat of paint, put back in. Every fucking day they're shooting. Talking about for over a hundred days. Wow. Oh my god. And it, it's kind of it's kind of a crazy. This movie costs nine million dollars. Can you think about fucking doing that today? Just having a mechanical shark 
put the, the cost that would take to put that into water, pull it back up out of water, repaint it, and then put it back in the water again for the next day. That is insane. That's so much fucking money. No way you could make this for $9 million. <sighs> Much less the shark would be digital, too. How uh, how long were they, in, in that last hour of the film, Like how long were they on the boat out in the water? How long were they filming that part? Oh, uh, man, I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, that That's the stuff that took the longest. They had trouble... Is that the stuff they did first, or did they do that after all the Amity stuff? No, they shot all the land stuff first, just because of the shark... Mm kept breaking down so they would oh okay they would just so they went to there yeah, yeah that you know it. and then they ran out of land stuff to shoot and there were times though where they're talking about all the problems of shooting on the water but there would just be boats in the background mm. and they like the boat is so far off it would take like an hour for it to clear frame but it would take jeez. them like an hour and 15 minutes to reposition the camera for another shot oh jeez so they're like wow well, what do we do do we just stay here or do we reposition say fuck it and and like so, you know, Spielberg's on the behind the scenes, and him and his production designer talking. They're like, "Yeah," and then sometimes we would move the camera and get another shot, and then like, "Oh, here comes another fucking boat out from around this corner." He's like, "Where the fuck was that boat?" Ah! <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a what a nightmare. Yeah, right. A clear background, it, you know, because it's not like we can just you can't go in there and paint it out. Yeah, the technology didn't yeah. exist yet. Now you just paint it out. No big deal. All right, what about the scene on the on the beach with all those cuts? from the people walking past camera because that shit was so perfectly timed legs past camera closer legs past camera closer legs past camera other side like was spielberg just like and go wait 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 and go and go (laughs) yeah i mean he had to have that storyboarded out because all those wipes that's just people wearing the same outfits walking in front of the camera yeah that's what i'm saying like that shit is just it's so perfectly timed. Like, how many times did he have to do that to get it so well timed? Or did they just use the end of one shot and the beginning of another shot, and he he had them starting and ending? Like, I'm that shit blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, it had it, ha- it would have to be timed out to a certain point because you know when they pass camera, that's what you would see at that point. Yeah, he's a fucking genius, man. Probably the most famous Zali shot ever, too. Yep. God, I love it so much. I would say this shot's probably more famous than anything in Vertigo, <laughs> even though Vertigo like kind of invented that shot. It's, yeah. it's kind of not fair, but <laughs> I think filmmakers today yeah. know know that one better. So do audiences. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, I saw Vertigo before this, and I was still like, oh, hey, that's the shot from Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah, now that we've, uh, we've we did, uh, let me see, uh, The Birds. And now mm-hmm. we've we've done some Hitchcock movies. Did you guys feel the Hitchcock influence here, or not so much? Yeah, I think that's why it worked. Yeah, if, I have to agree. If with that. Spielberg had made the movie he originally wanted to, I don't think it would be any good. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. Yeah, or at least not as good. But I do like the way he took a lot of Hitchcock Hitchcockian um, themes and updated it for his movie. I think it works so well. Yeah, it's weird to think that's only like 10 or 15 years after most of those Hitchcock movies came out. Like, that's like doing something right now that came out in 2005, and that's weird to think about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, The Birds was in the in the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. 2005 was a brilliant time for film. You should expand I mean, I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that feels... Uh, 
I can't even tell you a movie that came out in 2005 off the top of my head. Yeah, I actually don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm slacking. Casino Royale? Or is that 2006? Mm. I think that's 2006. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think about 2005. Black Hole of Cinema, bro. I don't know. (laughs) What happened in 2005? The fucking world doesn't know. Who knows? I mean, but like 2005 to 2008, somewhere around there, like Casino Royale, Avatar. That was 2009. Batman Begins came out in 2005. Oh, that's a good yeah. There you go. All right. I mean, there's some there's some really good movies that came out then. Oh, but was that like, Superman Returns? Them, oh, V for Vendetta. Oh yeah. Oh, V for Vendetta. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I like V for Vendetta. Yeah, I can get down with that. All right. So mm-hmm. it was it was in a total black hole of the year. <laughs> yeah, the rest quality. of these were like, eh, you know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure one of the Harry Potter movies came out at that point in time too. So I might have passed it. I don't know. Or Walk the Line came out. That's kind of it. That was better than Elvis. Um, oh, oh, Chris, did you see Mang- that? Mangal did that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And? Uh, you know, um, it had some moments that I enjoyed. Um, obviously, I love the costume. <laughs> um, we couldn't even finish that sentence without laughing. <laughs> no. Surprising. It's just, um, it's just, it was interesting to watch. Yeah, it was, I have not enjoyed a. Let me put it this way: I have not enjoyed a Bosleyman film since maybe Moulin Rouge. <laughs> oh, really? Damn. All right. Well, at least you enjoyed Moulin Rouge. You didn't like Moulin. Wait, you didn't like Moulin Rouge? No, I did. I said at least you oh. liked Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah, I liked no. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is fantastic. You didn't like Great Great Gatsby? Uh, I like the costumes. Okay. okay. I don't think I actually finished it. I think I turned it off. <laughs> Your Leonardo DiCaprio smile quota was filled in the 30-minute mark. You're like, I'm good. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Done. He raised his champagne glass at me and smiled. All right. Turn movie off. And credits. I'm sure it was happy ending. <laughs> sure it was happy end. <laughs> it was a rom-com, They all right? have happy endings, right? Like, it's all good. I don't have anything else. Anybody, any, uh, you know, it's Jaws. I feel like we should continuously talk, but uh, I, I don't, I don't have anything else, guys. I have a yeah. question. Wait, I haven't seen the Lighthouse. Have you seen the Lighthouse? Yeah, the Robert Eggers movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that like the second half of this movie? Because everyone says that I would not enjoy it because it's just two guys sitting in a room talking, um, and I feel like that was kind of the second half of this movie. Is but is the Lighthouse like no, this or not? No. It is no. totally different paced. It is. This is exciting fun. That was like intense. <laughs> like very fast. You know, uh, the lighthouse is a slow, atmospheric, very oh. slow burn. Okay. Because I, I hear the really good things about like the costumes in that movie. So I want to want to watch it for the sweaters. Um, but yeah, everyone says not to. You know, I think you could probably just watch like the first 40 minutes. And I think that's all the costumes. Oh, okay. I think they just okay. get dirtier. After that point, doesn't they get like moldy or something? No, they just only have like two changes of clothes, so they keep wearing them. I think they start drinking like turpentine or something, and it gets like turpentine stains on it, or or, or it's something like uh, that. It's, it's some kind of like some kind. I don't know. It's something they can get drunk off. They drink motor oil <laughs> that runs the lighthouse. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. It's it's whale oil running the lighthouse, and they just drink it. So something that can get you drunk and cause fire. So alcohol. I, you know, but it, no, it's not alcohol because they they clearly say because they're mixing it with something, um, uh, so they don't they don't die. Uh, what, are, are they mixing? I don't know. I gotta like rewatch water. It. It's been. A, do you though? Do you have to rewatch it? Uh, yeah, actually, I we like should re- do it 
on the podcast because I want to see the sweaters in it. We'll we'll put it on the schedule. I mean, we got to okay. get through all these Jaws sequels now. now Are the Jaws sequels? Yeah, we do. Like, do they go down in quality? Oh yes, this? yes they do. <laughs> Buckle wow. in. Oh my! By the time the we get to the second one, has Roy Scheider. It does. The, the, the second one, second one's. You guys are going to be pretty surprised with that. That's not that holds up pretty well. The second one does. Yeah. Oh wait, what did you guys think about? Um, I forget his name. The um police chief being like the final hero of this movie. Did we enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of loved how like this movie's just sort of ends, right? Like there's there's a little bit of a moment of of like release when when hooper comes back up and they sort of laugh that they've they've survived this whole debacle but the fact that it just ends on them swimming back to shore there's not like a triumphant return there's not like a oh my god like wife coming back to the police chief and being like i'm so glad you're alive She's or some bullshit on. yeah her husband has <laughs> lost at oh, sea he went fishing <laughs> giant air quotes yeah you're done <laughs> Meaning he was fish food. <laughs> How long were they at sea? Like, what is it? Like a day or two, or was it like a week? Yeah, it looks like two day, two days max. They show one night. Time. Yeah, we see one night. So yeah, like two days. Two days. Okay. She still could have moved on. You never know. Wow, that is quick. <laughs> She's like, we had two kids. You get two days. Thank you. Goodbye. That's more than plenty. She's hitting up the uh, the mayor. <laughs> she's like i like the way you run things in this town she, she tried to radio him and he didn't come to the phone so you know you can't say she didn't make an effort oh that's steven spielberg on the uh, the other end there it totally is i 100 percent recognize his voice it was so fun it's his little his little cameo i'm peter benchley the author he's the reporter uh, the news anchor on the beach. Oh, the guy that doesn't know where to hold a microphone. Yeah, you know, way okay. down here. You know what's fucking weird about that too? The dude's a dude. Dude's a writer. Okay, he his career before this was a fucking TV anchor. It's like, what is happening? How does you are actually a TV anchor? <laughs> he doesn't know how to hold it up here. I know, right? He's just way down. I mean, maybe he was given direction to not hold it appropriately. Steven Spielberg's like, all right, I want you to look like an amateur and action. Do we want to talk about um, budget? Did we talk about budget? Uh, so it was like nine. We brought million, it up, right? but yeah, it's nine million. But, okay, so but like, um, but weren't they like over budget? Like, how much over budget were they? Like, what? yeah, if they ended at nine million, what was their original budget? That I've heard for the f- five. I've heard six. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, so almost double. But I think That's they were scheduled. They were scheduled to shoot for a little over. It was, it was like a month and a half, maybe two months, and then ended up running. Almost like it was. It was six months Oof. they were shooting there. So because of the shark. Because of the shark, uh, and just and just shooting at sea in general. Um, it wasn't always the shark. Sometimes it was just they're at sea and they actually uh, <laughs> they made a version of the orca that could sink on command, and it was built on this platform with ballast uh, that would let all these let all the air out, and it would sink, and then they had a pressurized air, and it would shoot back up. And uh, it's, I forget what scene of the movie it is, but they're they're doing this special effects scene. Oh, it's when the uh, the shark is jumping aboard, and they're they're doing this over and over. And anyway, something happens, and a hole actually occurs in the boat where they start sinking for real. And the, anyway, the guys that were driving the boat just started immediately driving it to the shallow end, so it would not sink into the ocean, and they wouldn't be able to recover it. 
So they got it there and got it back up. But I mean, there, there were a lot of problems that occurred on this movie. I read one thing that Spielberg said for the normal 12-hour shooting day, they only got about four hours of actual shooting for each day. So stretching from a month and a half or two months into six kind of makes sense for that sort of a efficiency level. <laughs> it, it's rough, man. It, you know, look, half of it is like an unexperienced director who's made some TV movies, right? This is his second feature-length film with some actual money behind it. And, I mean, I get it. At the time, you know, you look at the big-budget movies, they shoot on location. He wants to go and he wants to shoot it on location. He wants to actually shoot it in the ocean and all this other stuff. And there's nobody in Hollywood to tell him, like, hey, kid, you're stupid. Don't do that. Because nobody, nobody's done this before. <laughs> you know, we, we take helicopters out and shoot stuff, you know, in the ocean from a fucking helicopter or from a pier somewhere. And that, that was our extent of it. Hmm. You know, the people making Waterworld. They knew better because they even called Spielberg and Spielberg's like, no, don't do that. That's so don't stupid. That. No, it was hell. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do that. They did it, you know. That's why. That's one of the most expensive movies ever made. Their set sank to the bottom of, what was, where did they shoot that? Hawaii? They shoot Hawaii. I think they shot Hawaii in Water World. But yeah, their fucking set sank. Wow. Not great. I mean, yeah, Titanic was expensive and they had water, but they didn't shoot on the ocean. It was all in tanks. And, like, even the stuff where they used the ocean, it was just, like, the ship being docked. And they just built half a, half of an exterior ship. This is still kind of crazy and kind of special. And it's crazy, too. <laughs> like, all the stuff at sea, all of that shit is either handheld or it's put in a water floaty device, the camera is, that they built for this movie. Had some specialty contraption that Bill Butler came up with. Damn. That's cool. It is, because it doesn't look like a handheld movie. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. Like it's it's pretty steady handheld. It just feels like it's the 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 movement of the ocean. Yeah, when I found out that uh, this movie came out before the the steady cam, that kind of blew my mind. Oh wow! Yeah, Rocky. I think uh, was Rocky seventy six. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not super familiar. I'm, Rocky's not one of my favorite movies. I do enjoy it, but it's not one I rewatch over and over again. But so we had ratings. Anybody got anything else? Uh, I do have one question oh, that yeah. you might be more familiar with. So I watched it for the first time. I watched it on Peacock, which was a 16 by 9 instead of the 239 aspect ratio. And it felt almost, almost SD in its in its transfer. And then I got the Blu-ray and watched that today, and that was infinitely better. Is there like a 4K release? Like, how, how has the actual film restoration been for this? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, there is a 4K. Mm. Uh, it came out uh, in 2020. Um, and then... They they did a theatrical re-release on really? one of its anniversary. I think it was his, was it 40th anniversary, 45th. It was it was not that long ago. And then when the movie came out on DVD, I think for the first time they did a huge restoration then, and they've cleaned it up okay. a couple of times since. But they they went back and actually did uh, proper uh, film scan. Uh, I can't remember if it was at 8K or 4K, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I think it was 4K. Cool. So the 4K will be worth getting then because the God, the Blu-ray looks so good. Like I was really impressed with how good it looked. Maybe that's just comparing it to what was streaming on Peacock. But Man, you know, unless you, unless you have like a, a really nice Dolby Vision or HDR, man, um, on your television, like I, I don't know if this is one really worth upgrading to the 4K on yet because the Blu-ray does hmm. look so fantastic and it you really only get like 
the special things in like the sunset shots that are like really low lit. Um, yeah. Like there's one with Quint and like even the opening stuff, them on the beach, that stuff looks great in 4K. Um, I feel like you're getting a little extra pop and upgrade there, but I don't know about the rest of it. I, it's really hard to tell a difference, man, especially the underwater stuff. Like, oh, that stuff looks just, it looks great, but it's all, I don't know, it's kind of blurry too at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's the nature of underwater stuff. There's a lot of a lot of haze and a lot of things on cameras and stuff floating in the water. It's hard to make that stuff feel sharp. Yeah, I mean, like even the first shot, the first shot uh, of the entire film, that shark POV where the title Jaws comes up, you, you could tell they're not even they're not racking that. They're just moving it along, and <laughs> things are going yep. in and out of focus. Yeah, but it works though. I like it. it totally works. No, it's, no, it is cool. It is cool. Sharks aren't supposed to see well anyway, so you know, it makes total sense. <laughs> I mean, could they even like pole focus with that camera contraption underwater, or would they have to like set it and then put it in there? You know, I don't know. I mean, if you look at all most of the shots that are sitting on the water, like the the depth of field's so huge, and it looks like most of the talent's in a in a focal plane where they're in focus. Yeah, I don't think they would be able to pull focus because that was what back when you had like the dude who had to be like right next to it and have you know the. Yeah, he had like a whip going to the yeah. going to the lens. So they wouldn't. I don't think they would be able to have it under the underwater in the bubble because you would need. I don't know. I think that would be weird. It would be like, <laughs> it would be like having like like maybe if you got like Jim Henson involved and because you know how they do multiple people for the puppets, and then you could have like multiple people <laughs> swimming along like the puppets. <laughs> Because they're used to, like, the the puppeteers are used to being, like, crammed into little places and, like, you know, up next to another person. And, like, so I think, I think actually, that would have been really interesting if they had gotten Jim Henson also in on this. Jim Henson, focus puller. <laughs> he did Star Wars. That was his more, uh, you know, that was more his alley. Well, I guess that was just Frank Eyes. That wasn't Jim Henson. That's Frank Eyes. Just, just Frank. Yeah, yeah. Frank, Jim, pff, what's the difference? <laughs> well, Frank is more tight than Jim. Is so basically, this Yeah, is but basically they're the same person. <laughs> I don't know how either one of them sleep making Muppets. Well, Jim Henson's dead, but. <clears throat> well, so yeah, he okay. sleeps real good now. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's all right, all right. Like the dead. <laughs> he sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. Oh. I really love this in the movie. It's not explained. It's. Uh, blinking, you miss it. But during the car, uh, the scar comparison scene, there's a moment where Chief Brody lifts up his shirt and looks at a scar yeah. in his stomach, and he puts yeah. his shirt down. I fucking love that moment. I don't know what that's fucking supposed to mean, but I fucking love it. God, I, I love it. I loved that moment as well because it's like such this perfect back and forth, and he's like, "I want to join in, but it's just an appendix, so I'm just gonna put my shirt back down." Oh, is that was it an appendix? That's what it looks like to me. Like it's in about that area where it would kind of be. He's like, this isn't cool enough. I wanted yeah, to be a yeah, part exactly. of this, but I'm just not cool. <laughs> I'm not cool enough to be in the band. Yeah, see, I always wonder, is it that, or did like something happen in New York? Did he did he get shot on the job, and that's why they left? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I, I I've made backstories up for that scar before. Oh, but actually, that's an interesting point of view, especially if uh, yeah, his wife I like did it. leave I like him. It. Because do you remember when? He, um, <laughs> what? We're back Especially to that if his wife did leave him. <laughs> no, because at some point, um, you know, he tells her to go home and she goes to New York. And he goes, no. Home here. To your home here. <laughs> 
So, I mean, honestly, I, it could be, it could be some, you know. I don't know. I felt that, like that line was, was her kind of acknowledging that he still hasn't really settled in as much as she wants him to. And him like, no, this is home now. And it was like a really good moment for the two of them. Oh, I thought she just wanted to leave. And he was like, no, you're stuck here. <laughs> no, because I like their relationship. I mean, like, she no, brings some booze and she's like, want to get drunk and fool around? And he's like, hells yeah. No, they, she seems really sweet. They seem to be very happy. I'm, I'm making all of this up, but it's entertaining because you never know. You never know. I do hate her runoff after she says goodbye to Roy Scheider and she leaves. I don't I don't like her runoff. What? 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 What are you talking about? When Chief Brody's wife says goodbye to him and they're at uh, Quint's. Right, and she leaves, and she's got this little runoff, this little dainty runoff with her hands kind of up. And I, I don't. I, that's the only part of the movie that I'm just like, eh, I don't know. It, that that feels something feels false there. It's the yeah. only part, and it's yeah. it's not bad. I don't think it's terrible. It's just a thing I've noticed. Mm. That and her fucking ADR line when she's like, uh, she's on the beach and she's talking to um, her husband, and she's like, she's like, I got shined. But she's just trying to mouth the words to him. But then they got mm-hmm. in the ADR, and it's like she's she's like trying to whisper it, and she's like, "I got shy." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What happened in the ADR booth that day? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, those. That's that's all I got. Complaint wise. Well, wait. So the version that I saw that I watched was on Amazon, and when she she just mouths it, there's no ADR line on that. Yeah. Yeah, that was the same on Peacock. I, there was there was no. Oh, that I must was, be yeah. the original then. Yeah, I was like, is she? Or, did the sound go out? Like, I was a little confused. Maybe that's not the restored version. Yeah, I don't know. It must not be because when I watched it on Blu-ray today, I was like, wait, I didn't know you could hear her saying that. Like, why can we hear her scream whisper again? Like, what's happening? Uh, supposedly, there's a TV cut of this movie that restores some deleted scenes. Um, when it was being broadcast uh, on ABC oh. as like the the movie of the week at that time, mm-hmm. uh, to make it hit uh, three hours with commercials, but I've never seen it. I mean, I've I've seen this on television growing up. I don't know how many times I never once uh, seen an extended version of this movie. I know there's a deleted scene of Quint um, being mean to a child who is playing clarinet. <laughs> All the all the deleted scenes are deleted for reasons. I will say that. That's the only why? deleted scene. I didn't. I didn't see why it. Why was but... he mean? Why was they playing a? Why are they playing a clarinet? Oh, I, I, forget, I forget with that. I, I did not have time to go through and, and rewatch those. I should have. I, I just remember them. Just they're so bad. They're just so terrible. I don't think I've ever seen a deleted scene on like a Blu-ray or DVD and been like, man, they should have left that in. Yeah. It's yeah. always like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it, yeah. I don't know. There, there are some times. There are some times. Yeah, but those are usually in like three, three and a half hour long movies, and you're like, this is why they cut it, because then it would have been a five-hour movie. But sometimes they could have turned that into like a five-hour or uh, five-episode TV show, and that would have been great. Mm. I don't know about that, but. Well, this is because you hate TV. You're biased and don't have an opinion. No, because he wants the no. budget of a film. In two hours. Yes, ex- it's the, that, there we go. Thank you. Exactly for everybody that's listening. I I can sum up exactly what I'm thinking. Like uh, movie versus uh, television. Here we are in Star Wars. Darth Vader, Obi Wan Kenobi fighting. Revenge of the Sith. Lava flowing. Right. Huge aerobatics happening. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, they fight in the middle of a, uh, it's not even a field. It's just like a, like a dirt. It's just yeah, dirt it's like, with it's some like mounds, mounds of dirt off in the background. That's yep. not exciting. It's not visually stimulating. They, had to, they not... had to make it exciting by knocking something over and setting it on fire. And then it got exciting. Damn straight. Yeah. It's fucking in, fire. Yeah. In movies, they're like, no, we'll just make a planet of fire. You're going to knock shit over? What's wrong with you? Griggs, I think you're you're making this uh, making it worse. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a planet of fire. <laughs> that is the only one that I only saw once in theaters, and then I recently rewatched it with my kids, and I was like, "Yep, this is why I only saw it once." <sighs> but isn't there like an actual planet that rains fire? Didn't we discover that? Mercury, Venus. No, no, it's a new planet. It rains fire. It's a new. It oh, like just straight up, like a couple months ago. Rains. Uh, um, I don't know. Right? It rains fire. Know. Know. It. Hold on. It has fire hurricanes too, and it rains fire rocks. Hurricanes. Yeah. Well, it rains rock rocks. Planet. Well, then it it's not really raining, is it? It's just like rocking. Well, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it rocks hard. No, because all the headlines say has NASA found hell. In case anyone wants to find this, that's how you oh, can do okay. it. I did. NASA I did hear about that. Hell. Oh. I think you headlined for saving this article for me. <laughs> <laughs> Raining fire was not good enough. <laughs> did NASA find hell? Oh, I'll click that. <laughs> so I'm just saying that. Star Wars Click is ahead of its time, okay? That's all I'm saying. Sounds like National Acquire or like whatever the, the hot sheets are in uh, Mid and Black. <laughs> <The hot sheets. laughs> Go to the Mid and Black hot sheets. Oh my god. NASA found hell in space, guys. Holy shit. That Turns out you don't go down, you go up. <laughs> uh, are we uh are we at ratings here? I think I think we need to be Brian. Oh my gosh, Hell Planet indeed. Ah, uh, well here we are rating Jaws. Who's going first? All right. Uh, so nobody's doing anything or saying anything. So I guess I'm gonna go first. Uh, obviously this is a fucking ten. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's not a ten. It's not a ten. It's not. It's really close to a ten because it's a fucking eleven. That's how fucking good it is. Uh, it's amazing. It really is. It's like every frame of this movie is is perfect. I wouldn't want to change a goddamn thing. Um, you know, sometimes what you want to do with a movie is not the best thing to do. Sometimes mm. problems come along and they force you to problem solve creatively, of course. Um, but it's still problem solving. And some people f- fucking rise to the challenge and... Uh, this movie just had so many great artists working on it that they just happened to rise to the challenge every fucking goddamn time. And they figured something out and they made something work. And I don't care how many times Richard Dreyfuss says in those making of the shark is not working. The shark is not working. Yeah, the shark. The shark is working, baby. It's like this thing still to this day, like my kids still movie was made in 1975 kids still jumped in this thing twice twice when that head popped out and on the fucking uh uh you know it was it was weird it was when uh clint cut his hand and the the shark kind of like popped out after mm. they had the barrel uh they jumped out and that that actually got him um it 
still, you know, it, it's one it's one of the best horror movies. It's one of the best summer blockbusters. It doesn't deserve to be this good. Uh, it, it's it's really kind of special too. <laughs> like I mean, you think about it, like this yeah. whole genre of like creature features. This is always about like. You know, uh, we did this. We fucked this up. This is—it's an environmental cause. It's—it's uh, we were playing God here. There was nuclear radiation over here. Blah 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 blah. There's some kind of scientific, you know, science fictiony, sci-fi reason things are happening. Not in this movie. There's not—we don't have an overfishing um, population environmental backstory or anything. No, this is just happening. Here's the fish and we're spending the screen time not figuring out why the shark's here. The shark is just here and we're just spending the time interacting with people in this town. And then the other half of this movie is a goddamn chase film. It's it's absolutely thrilling. It's it's one of the best movies like ever made. Like I'm I'm looking at my wall right here, my 70s wall of, of movie posters. I have Halloween, I have The Exorcist, Apocalypse Now, and in between The Exorcist and Apocalypse Now, I have Jaws. That th- those those are my favorite films from the seventies. This is beyond a masterpiece. If you if you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor. If you're if this, if you're listening to this podcast, you know I, I don't know why you wouldn't have seen it, but please watch it. It's great. It's one of the best <laughs> movies ever made. Uh, somebody, take it away. Who's going next? I mean, I, I think you have said all of the things as well as one could say them. This movie is an absolute masterpiece. And it is a little bit sad that I, I spent so much of my life without having seen this film. But I also have to say that it's a testament to how fucking good this movie is. That so many years later, watching it for the first time, I'm like, this movie is amazing. Every single fucking shot is, is amazing. I love the way Spielberg blocks his his shots. I love the way he works with his actors. I love all the crowd interactions and and everybody talking on top of each other. And everything just feels so lived in, so real. All the scenes on the beach, like I'm like I've been to those beaches. Like I feel like that's exactly what it feels like. And and like even the shot in the the, the sequence in the be- in the middle um, when Fourth of July is finally happening and and like they show the big ship with all the people coming and here's the crowds they're coming. Like, all those shots are fucking amazing. Yeah, they are. It's a horror movie. It's an adventure film. There's romance. There's comedy. I, the, what does this movie not have that you could want this thing to have? I mean, this this movie is just fucking amazing. I love that it started the last 40 years of blockbuster films and showed studios what, what they could do with with artist creativity. And I hope that some of that continues and comes back and i fucking love spielberg this movie's a goddamn 10 before christian goes i I do want to say this movie is getting re-released in imax theaters and it's coming out in 3d uh september 2nd of this year oh shit so what i will absolutely go see this in the theater yeah yeah we should have waited till then why do we do it now because it's fourth of july yeah this is a fourth of july movie yeah okay It's a 4th of July movie, Kristen. I think God you're smiling otherwise. Oh, my gosh. I just don't know. I just don't know. All right. What are you rating this thing? All right. So um, I enjoy this movie a lot. I love the first half of the movie so much. The townspeople on the beach and their little summer homes and all of their little problems and all the little children and everyone dying and it's just wonderful um the second half of the movie 
<laughs> all of these men bonding while they're trying to kill something, I feel like is very um, fundamental to humanity on some level. Hmm. On the other hand, I kind of feel like um, that poor shark. Um, Rooting for the shark. I feel bad for the shark. Listen, he was just trying to live his life. Okay. Just like everybody else. That's all he was trying to do. Wow. <laughs> Kristen just wanted to say, you do you, boo-boo. Listen, we don't know those people. Like, they could have they could have done something to him. Like, maybe he was getting his own, like, revenge story. Like, we just You're right. Maybe know. that nine-year-old was a total dick. Some nine-year-olds are total dicks. I just want to say. I'm going to go ahead and predict Kristen's favorite Jaws movie is going to be Jaws 3. <laughs> uh, that being said this is this is a good movie i really enjoyed it i will also give it a 10 <laughs> I, I i mean uh, but not just because i mean i i did feel bad for the shark but like the, all of the mystery all of the suspense all of the the characters the way that it has invaded our society 40 plus years later mm, is incredible yeah. i i feel like we should not even give some of these people credit since they're trying to make a really bad movie but somehow this came out of it and it's amazing we should definitely give them credit <laughs> <laughs> well uh since jared isn't here uh i guess we'll uh we'll go, we'll go ahead and throw in the rotten tomatoes uh critic tomato meter is at uh 98 audience score is 90 percent. wow and on IMDb, wow. it's like an eight point one, eight point two, eight point two. What's the? Uh, it's got to be in the top two fifty, right? I didn't actually look. Is it? Oh, I didn't be. like to see where it was ranked. Uh, I think if you scroll, Mike, down, are you looking that up or are you looking up something else? Hold on. Uh, I had IMDb up earlier. Uh, it's two oh six. Okay. Two oh six. Yeah, eight point one. That's fucking low. Yeah, I thought it would be higher, honestly. You know the two bad reviews yeah. in Rotten Tomatoes are from the LA Times and The Spectator? What the fuck is The what Spectator? What do they say? What do they say? Oh, god damn it. I just clicked off of they, it. They just want to be known for having a bad review. What's the What's the best way we can get people to find us? All right. The Los Angeles Times wrote, It is uh, coarse-grained and expletive work, which depends on excess for its impact. Ashore, it is a bore. Awkwardly staged and lumpily Awkwardly written. Awkwardly staged. Lumpily what written? Fuck? What the fuck does lumpily written? What the fuck does that mean? Lumpily written? Yeah. Awkwardly I'm going to start using that when I... Lumpily written. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start using that. I enjoy it. It's very lumpily I'm a little confused written. on what... Yeah, what does that adjective exactly mean? Are they talking about like the, the dialogue just comes out and bursts? <laughs> you know? Like it's not smooth, right? Like it's clunky? Maybe that's what they meant? Yeah, well, why do you just put clunky? Fucking lumpily well, but I written? don't know. When was it written? Maybe that's how people talked back then. Oh, no. Uh, that review was written in 2013. <laughs> oh, well, I have no idea then. Yeah. What a bag of dicks. <laughs> you, well, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, bag of dicks admit that. <laughs> uh, the Spectator wrote, uh, this is pretentious as fuck. Uh, to be fair to this film, and I can't see why I should be, it is an improvement on Peter Benchley's book. <laughs> what a dick, right? Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> that, that, that's an asshole review, man. God. <laughs> what a dick.
kid. What have you made, asshole? He's like, I write for the Spectator, all right? I don't even know what that publication is. What, what is that publication? I don't know. I was looking up one review because I was trying to figure out in the opening scene when that dude laid down. I was like, did he die on the beach? Like, I was really confused. And I came across. Poison, you got him. <laughs> but I came across this like. What a way to go. Super creepy article that just like detailed this like naked girl in the water being like they compared her being eaten by the shark to being raped. It, like the whole article was insanely creepy, what? and I was like, I don't know if I want to finish. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't remember. I don't remember where I read it. That is some but people. Maybe it was to like Salon or something. Yeah, things. no. Like whoever wrote it, like wow. clearly has issues. I can't believe it was approved. I don't know. Anyway, like they're saying, like the opening scenes, like a like a metaphor for date so, rape or something. That is, uh, yeah, that is a total jump right there. That's putting some fucking talk about jumping the shark. <laughs> Thank you, Fonzie. Um, yeah, I, yeah. That 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 sounds like those uh, people that are like, uh, oh yeah, you know, The Shining's really about the moon landing people. You know, it's the government faking the moon landing. Kubrick was trying to tell you that with The Shining. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, have you ever, have you ever seen that? What is that, the documentary oh uh, uh, Room uh, Two Thirty Seven? Oh yeah, or yeah, Two Thirty Two, yeah. whatever the fucking room is in The Shining. It's all kind, of, yeah, all kinds of crazy shit in that. I, I'm like reading this article and it's like so I, I have to read all this creepy shit to like try and that's all right it's, you, you, you don't have to damage your your psyche Kristen uh no but it's just like uh like the graceful curve of her wet shoulders is the only thing that's visible like it's so <laughs> gross oh that's definitely not true I tell you one thing okay one thing you do see in 4k is you can clearly see like nipples and bush oh can you in the opening scene yeah you yeah, I was going to say, like, having that shot, like, in the fucking trailer, I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a naked person, very naked, in the trailer. I don't know how that's but, okay. but I feel like mine was, they like, played blurry that on television. enough. Yeah. Like, I Damn. remember seeing that shot, like, coming up from her. That that was on TBS back in the day, like, all the time. Like, it's, ABC. it's dark enough that apparently they just didn't think that it mattered. Like, okay. I, you know, I before it was restored, I think it was dark enough. I never got a laser disc of this. I always wanted a laser disc. I, this is one I never got a laser disc for. So, no, but like, can I just read the part of this to you? Because he's like, if she were wearing a skirt, he'd look up at now because he's a, he's what powerless, a dirty little beast, a Humbert Humbert who fears his particular Dolores might quote explode in screams if I touched her with any part of my wretchedness. As the shark moves in on Chrissy, it's almost as though he's stepping in, knowing she's been let down by a lover, tapping on her foot, trying to be gallant. But she won't go down to him willingly. You notice her earrings, silver hoops. They they surprise you, remind you that she is human, not a siren from a coral cave to bewitch a sailor, not a mermaid who belongs to the sea. She's a bold girl wearing nothing but a pair of silver hoops, looking mildly humorous and in tent waiting for some college kid to finally get his kid off brave the waves and kiss her anyway that's the whole article that is that. some fan the whole fiction article. level bullshit whole, yeah, right? oh my <laughs> god what the, the whole, hell <laughs> what publication is that in salon stop right, go so home salon you're drunk the individual that wrote that clearly w- needs to see humanoids from the deep, not Jaws. <laughs> the Roger Corman movie where fish people come from the sea to rape women in order to impregnate them and continue the air fish species. Oh, uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, they remade it. Won an Oscar. You know, <laughs> j- just like The Departed. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, does anybody have anything else? This has been a delightful time. I can't wait for the second one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I will say one last note. If you're into Jaws, buy th- this book called The Jaws Log. The guy that wrote it, uh, the guy that plays the um, the paper editor. He's the guy that uh, that wrote Jaws. Uh, he wrote this book. It's super good. So much information. It's a must buy. Is that that's different than the novel though, right? Yeah, it is. It's just a, it's an account of like their making of. Um, oh, okay, okay. With like his little anecdotes and things that he got to uh, see. It's like all the stuff with the actors and the shark and. That's cool. Yeah. So that's going to do it for us tonight. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Griggs, where can the audience find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to close out the show tonight like we do every night with a little bit of the score from the Jaws soundtrack. Uh, we're going to be playing, uh, you know, we're not going to do the Jaws theme because I feel like everybody knows that. Uh, we're going to play track 15. Uh, it's titled The Great Shark Chase. Uh, it's got a little bit of kind of all the themes. It's got a little bit of the adventure theme. got a little bit of the Jaws theme. It's got a little bit of everything in there for me. Uh, and this is from composer John Williams. Enjoy. But you know it from two fucking notes. Yeah. <laughs>